Good day! My name is Sky, and I appreciate you spending some study time with me. I'm here to help you make money in online poker by teaching you key strategies and getting you to take action. Happy 4th of July, poker peeps! Or, should I say, Happy 4th of July time! Yep, lifetime membership to thepokerforge.com will never be lower than it is right now for the 4th of July time sale from now until the 5th of July. This is the cheapest that PokerForge Lifetime membership will ever be because the monthly membership is increasing to $69 per month as soon as the sale ends. So, with monthly membership increasing, Lifetime will also increase. That is, if I ever decide to offer a Lifetime membership again. So join thepokerforge.com with a Lifetime membership right now before prices go up next week. So I know you're really going to enjoy this week's episode. I'm talking about table selection. Table selection is critical for more profits while you're playing and more fun. Avoiding those ugly tables where the players just put you to the test over and over again, raise your frustration level, and set you on tilt, right? We want to avoid that stuff and we want to have the best profit potential that we can with the tables that we choose to play on. So go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod four four five to help you take notes with everything that you're about to learn. Happy Independence Day, everybody! You know, Jack Burton and Wang Chi, they give a better toast than I could ever hope to. So let's hear it. Gambate! Here's to the Army and Navy and the battles they have won. Here's to America's colors, the colors that never run. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather. Good table and seat selection skills are important because the tables you play at, they directly affect your bottom line and your enjoyment of the game. The players at your tables can help to make or break your sessions. So let's think about the various player types that you may want at your table, or that you do want, right? First, you want to have those loose passive fish, those mega whales, they play way too many hands. Also, those maniacs who play too many hands and they're overly aggressive as well. You want them at your tables because they're easy to gain value from. They get to the flop way too frequently with tons of weak hands, And these kinds of players, they're willing to put too much money in post-flop with those subpar made hands and their weaker draws. Now, it's also good to have nits or, you know, super tight players along with the tight aggressive players. You want them at your table too because they're so much easier to steal from. They fold a lot, both pre-flop and post-flop, which of course helps you win more pots without showdown. Now, there's another type of player, the winning tight aggressive and the winning loose aggressive players. I'm sure that you are one of these players. Now, they're the least desirable to have at your table. You might not know right away when you sit down with a player, even if their stats look tight aggressive or loose aggressive, um, you might not know if they're a winning player. But if you pay attention long enough, they're going to show you their skills and prove to you that they're winners, just like you do when you play at a table, you're better decisions, the people that are knowledgeable at the table are going to pick up on this and they're going to realize that you are a winner. But you know, it's not the end of the world if there are one or two regs uh, at your table, as long as they don't have position on you. You want them across the table or on your right. And I want to speak a little bit just on poker enjoyment in general. Let me ask you a question here. Uh, When is a table fun? Well, for me, it's when I have weak players all around me who are easy to exploit and to play against. Also, when I have maybe aggressive players on my right, but I'm the one using my positional advantage against them and putting them to the test, making poker more frustrating for them. 
I also dislike having those good aggressive players on my left. Makes poker so much less fun right there. So I avoid those tables. So let's talk about position around the table. Um, It's the most important advantage that you can have at the table. So you want to select tables and, if possible, select your seat where you have position on the loose aggressive and the maniac and the tight aggressive players. Uh, These players are all comfortable with using aggression. They like using aggression. So if they have position on you, that's going to limit the plays that you can make and really cause to build that frustration, build the anger, and potentially lead to tilt. When you have position on them, all of that's less of a concern. They have to now be concerned with you and your position. Also, of course, you still want as many fish on the table as possible. Now, preferably, fish are on your right so that you have position. But let's imagine full ring table, four fish on the table, all with position on you. They're the four seats to your direct left. That's still not a bad thing because they're in the blinds a heck of a lot when you open raise. So you're going to be able to put yourself in bread and butter spots quite often against all of those fish, right? Fish love defending their blinds. Great, more bread and butter for you. Now, I mentioned it earlier, but having position on those solid regs, the tight aggressive and loose aggressive players, the winning players, that allows you to put that positional pressure on them and you can stifle their aggression because they always have to worry about you using position on them, right? They're going to fold instead of open raising as much and maybe they'll tighten their ranges, which of course leads to folding more because they expect a three bet from you and by tightening their ranges, they're able to defend against those three bets a lot. But because they're folding more, uh, this is going to allow you to get involved more often with all the other fish at the table. When the tight uh, aggressive and the loose aggressive players fold, and now it's up to you to open raise, boom, the rest of the table is there. You potentially have all those fish all to yourself. Now, I have a sample table, what I think is a good full ring table. Um, on the show notes page, you'll see a picture of it, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod four four five. So take a look at the table. We are hero in seat four. Um, it's a full ring table, like I said, nine seats total, right? If we look to our left, we have a knit and a tight aggressive player in seats five and six. That's not the end of the world because they're going to fold a lot to our steals. The the next seat over, the third seat over from us on the left, uh, seat seven, this is a whale, and he's going to be in one of the blinds when we're in the cutoff and the hijack, and that makes for some pretty good opportunities to isolate him for bread and butter. But now, remember, we're in seat four. Let's look to our right. Well, directly on our right is a whale in seat three. Absolutely love having position on him. In seat two and seat one, we've got a loose aggressive player and a maniac player. Just for a little clarification, a maniac is a loose aggressive that plays way too many hands. This might be the most aggressive player at the table. Some like example stats could be like he's a VPIP PFR of like 50 slash 40, right? This guy just plays way too many hands and plays most of them super aggressively. Well, the good thing, they are on our right, so we can three bet and we can call them when we have position to exploit that against them. And then directly across the table, you're going to see what are called tag fish. Now, they're in seats eight and nine, directly across from us in seat four. These tag fish, they're often pretty tight pre-flop, but they have a hard time folding post-flop. They've already committed chips. They've seen the flop. They don't want to get bluffed, and um, uh, uh, they just don't want to fold all that easily. 
Well, against players like this, we can exploit them pretty easily by going for max value. And when that board gets ugly and the runout is ugly, lots of flush cards, lots of straight cards and stuff, they could easily be scared. So throw out some bets to get those tag fish to fold, if you end up in hands against them across the table from you. All right, let's get into the seven aspects that all profitable tables have in common. Number one is lots of loose players. So you want as many loose players, you know, those whales and the maniacs, the players that VPIP 40% or higher, you want them at your table. One or two isn't bad, but five or six of these players, lovely, right? The more the merrier, because more whales equals more profits. So if you're looking at your lobby, and if if your poker site allows it, uh, it shows the players' names on the lobby, look for those loose names, try to keep track of them, sit at their tables, get on those wait lists. Now, you might not get the best seat at the table, but, you know, whatever. You're at least at the table with some of the uh, fishiest players. Your profit potential is way higher than a non-fishy table that way. So number two, you want few loose aggressive players especially with position on you. That is key. And that's because loose aggressive players make it harder to take money from those softer spots, those fish at the table. The lags, they try to isolate before you can. They raise a lot of pots before the fish can limp in. And they're tough when they have position on you. So try to play at tables with few winning lags. Number three, you want to see in the in the table statistics in the lobby a high player per flop percentage. Most online poker lobbies are going to show you this um, uh, uh, percentage on how many players see the flop. Now, the more that are seeing the flop, the more likely it's full of fishy calling stations who just want to see flops to play some poker, right? Number four, you want to look for large average pot size in those lobby statistics. And this is because bigger pots equals more money to be won by the best players. Number five, you want to look for the low hand per hour in the lobby as well. This is because when a table is full of loose players, you're going to see a very low hand per hour statistic. Um, And that's, of course, because more players seeing flops lead to longer duration of hands, and that leads to less hands per hour. Now, some of you might be saying, Sky, I want to play a ton of hands. I got to get that volume and get that rake back. Here's the thing. Don't worry about the low hands per hour cutting into your rake back profits. Your goal with table selection, it is not to play a lot of hands for rake back. Instead, your goal is to play with as many weak players as possible to earn profits from them. Good players make more money from beating the weaker players than they do from rake back. Number six right here. You want to see a lot of stack sizes below 100 big blinds. And of course, those regular players, right? Tight aggressive and loose aggressive players. And you probably as well. You have that auto rebuy turned on, so you're always at 100 big blinds or more. But the recreational players, they often buy in at the minimum with just a goal of doubling up, right? So if you see a table with all the players over 100 big blinds, that could be good because they're fishy throwing chips around um, and they could all be fish just with big stacks and they're willing to gamble it up. But it is very possible that they are all regs and they've been gradually building their stacks by beating all the weaker players. However, when you find lots of 30, 40, and 50 big blind stacks, that's a better sign that you're surrounded by fish. 
So make sure you keep your stack at least as high as the highest fish's stack. You want that opportunity to win all of his chips. And tip number seven here, many players on the wait list. Now, players want to play with fish, so when a table is full of fish, the regs notice this and they swoop in with their fishing poles and their bait. So go ahead and try to get on these tables, but just beware that by the time you get on, you know, if you're fifth on the waiting list right there, it could now be an unprofitable reg-infested table because they took all the money from the fish that were there originally. They fished out your fishing hole! So here's a key idea. I want you to leave the table already. Allow yourself to get off of it. If you never leave a table for any reason at all, you probably don't think about table selection. So maybe your poker site, like, you know, Ignition, they just put you on random tables and you just accept what they give you. Or <laughs> maybe you're just lazy and don't want to find another table. Or you just want to try to make the best of a bad situation. You know, maybe you don't even realize what kind of table you're at. You don't even think about the profit potential. You don't even consider the different players and whether or not they have position on you. Well, here's the thing. Start paying attention to table selection and stop accepting unprofitable tables. If a table is tough or not fun to play on and, you know, it has you feeling stressed and anxious because the best players at the table, they're on your left, they're three betting you, then go ahead and just get up from the table. Like, just imagine you're in this spot with some strong players on your left. You've been folding to three bet after three bet. Or they call with position and they bet or raise every flop or every turn just because they're using that position and their aggression against you. That can happen in the mix for unenjoyable poker. So if you're not enjoying your time on a table, your profit potential is probably very low and you're just asking for a frustrating session. Leave the table already. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. For the next week, with every table you sit at, assess the profit potential. If you spot lots of fish and you have position on the good players, killer, stay there! But if you see trouble on the horizon with aggressive players on your left, or just no fish at all on the table, get up and find a new one. Learning to become a table selector will really move the needle on your poker journey. Now it's your turn to take action and dippy-dippy-do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. Alrighty, thank you so much for listening and happy 4th! Go to the show notes page to help you take notes on everything that you just heard. Smartpokerstudy.com slash pod Four, four, five, and of course, become a lifetime member during the Fourth of July lifetime sale at thepokerforge.com. It will never be priced lower than this, and it is such a good deal because I am continually adding new content to the Poker Forge all the time. I'm in the middle of adding 15 new game tape episodes to the Forge, and later on this year, we're going to have course number 10. So, thepokerforge.com right now to become a lifetime member at the lowest price it will ever be. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.